Global Connections Television is a privately funded, independently produced program. The opinions expressed on Global Connections are solely those of the moderator and his guests. We invite you to go to the website at www.globalconnectionstelevision.com to view previous shows. If you're involved with a PBS or community access television station or an educational institution that has an intra-campus television hookup, or perhaps a podcast or just a computer and would like to share the programs, please feel free to do so. Global Connections is provided at no cost to help people in the U.S. and worldwide better understand how international issues impact our lives. Today we're going to take a look at a very interesting organization, the United States Peace Corps, and see how it has developed since 1961 when it was set up by President John F. Kennedy. My guest today is an expert on the Peace Corps. My guest today is Alana de Joseph. Ms. de Joseph is a former Peace Corps volunteer, and she is a director, producer of several documentaries, one of which we're going to be discussing today, A Towering Task, a Peace Corps documentary. Alana de Joseph, welcome to today's Global Connections program. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you being with me today. We're going to get into your very interesting documentary and very important too, I might add, in just a moment. But let's talk just briefly. President John F. Kennedy set up the Peace Corps in 1961 to send, at that time, young Americans overseas to provide technical assistance to many folks in economically developing countries, but also there were two other goals to share the American experience with people in those particular countries. And the third was to bring that goal home and to share that Peace Corps experience with family, friends, and the community and the country as a whole. You joined the Peace Corps. When, first off, when were you in the Peace Corps? Where were you in the Peace Corps? I was a Peace Corps volunteer from 1992 until 1994 in Mali in West Africa. What, what were you doing as a Peace Corps volunteer? I was a small enterprise development volunteer. So it was the early 90s. All of us had just gotten business degrees and the Peace Corps was trying to integrate um, the whole notion of microfinance and small business development into its sectors. And uh, so I, I really wanted the poster experience. I wanted the mud hut and the straw roof. I wanted to really experience a culture that was so different from mine. And so I was assigned to a village of a thousand people uh, called Folona. And while the, the official, the colonial language of Mali is French, uh, Mali has over a dozen different languages. And in my village, most people spoke Bambra. So I was lucky to have had language training through the Peace Corps and I spoke some Bambra, but there's only so much you learn in three months. So it was a bit of a struggle, but it was a fascinating time. Um, I was working with three or four villages around Folona, including Folona, and uh, it was a life-transforming experience. It certainly was. I can, uh, you and I are totally in agreement on that. I was in the Dominican Republic and spent the first year out in the rural area. No electricity, no running water. The only thing running were the rats on the rafters in the little shack where I lived. And then the second year was at the university in Santiago, which is the second largest city. But let's, let's shift gears again back to JFK. Uh, we have a brief video. It runs for about two minutes, 30 seconds from uh, why President John F. Kennedy set up the Peace Corps, and we'll come back and talk about it in just a moment. But what does the man who started the Peace Corps think about it now? The willingness of all Americans, men and women, young and old, to serve in the Peace Corps, to serve in all parts of the world, to 
serve with little pay. Do jobs that uh, most of them have never done before. It's one of the most encouraging manifestations of the American spirit that this country has seen in many years. Peace Corps gives us a chance to show a side of our country which is too often submerged. Our desire to live in peace, our desire to be of help. Today, hope endures. In fact, it's as strong as it was when we started our journey in 1961, maybe even stronger. Every day, Peace Corps volunteers and all of us who support them wake up and spend the day working hard to make the world a better place. The larger causes we serve are the farmers in Panama, businesswomen in Albania, students in Rwanda, environmentalists in Jamaica, healthcare workers in South Africa. Our work is manifested in them and the thousands and thousands of others we'll never meet. It's a two-way street. Or, more accurately with Peace Corps, a two-way dirt road or footpath. And that volunteers venture to far-flung corners of the world and bring back to the United States after they serve more knowledge of, compassion for, and ability to ensure peace. They live it, promote it, and never stop sharing it. Peace is the first word of who we are. That our mission and goals haven't changed in nearly 60 years is rare, and so are we. The peace and freedom President Kennedy harnessed then continues now. That spirit still sparks our service. Who are we? We're the Peace Corps. I hope this spirit will grow, that hundreds of others of young Americans and older Americans will go overseas to show our best side, show how much we desire to live at peace. There can be no greater service to our country and no source of pride more real be a member of the Peace Corps of the United States. I hope that you will join. Alana, that gave an excellent overview of the Peace Corps and the diversity of the Peace Corps experience and also I think of the vocational experiences. How have you brought back the third goal of the Peace Corps? How have you brought that experience home to share it? Well, the third goal is for Americans to bring back that cultural experience. So for Americans to get to know other peoples. And the first stage of that is the volunteer themselves. And for me to learn about Mali, West Africa, an entire continent I'd never been to, a country I had never been to, was incredible and opened my eyes and gave me perspective and humility, which of course is one of the strengths of the Peace Corps. It teaches humility and tenacity. Um, but then the second stage is for the Peace Corps volunteer who now presumably is a global citizen to help their community, their, their peoples understand what they have learned. So the first thing I, I could not hear a news report or, or read a newspaper and see Mali in it and, and, and skip that report. I was, I was so fascinated with it. And um, the pet peeve that I always had was that people were talking about Africa as if it was one country and uh, just having been there and seen all the different cultures and all the, the, the different uh, languages and peoples, it, it inspired me to think so much more deeply about Africa. Um, 
And then I uh, was able to talk to some school classes and it certainly adjusted how I viewed the world and the work I did and then who I would work with. I was fascinated with documentaries that would ask the deeper questions and that would be more thoughtful. I so of course the third goal has these two stages built into it. The first stage is for the Peace Corps volunteers themselves to become the global citizen, to be more understanding of another culture, to be more educated about the interactions between the United States and this other culture. And then the second stage is for the Peace Corps volunteer to then, the return Peace Corps volunteer, then to reach out to their community and educate their community about what they have learned. And so it starts with the family. It starts with, with your parents who ask, so uh, how was Africa? <laughs> and you have to communicate and translate the last transformative two years of your life. And you hope that you can make it a nice long conversation. There's often a difficult uh, communication breakdown because the experience is so unique that it is hard for other people to relate to it. Um, but then it's been great. We've been able to speak to my, I have to say, we, my, I met my husband in Peace Corps and he was also a Peace Corps volunteer. And so we've been able to speak to school classes. And, um, but most of all, for me, it inspired me to become a documentarian. I was so interested in asking the deeper questions. And uh, it's so difficult when you live in a soundbite society to delve more deeply into subjects, uh, subject matters, to be more thoughtful about it. And that's what Peace Corps had really taught me. Peace Corps had taught me to listen. Peace Corps had taught me to have empathy and humility. And so being a documentarian, my, my life as a documentarian has been incredibly informed by all the lessons I learned in the Peace Corps. And hopefully that translates into the films and then to the audiences that watch the films. And of course, one of the documentaries that you did is The Towering Task, the story of the Peace Corps. And we're going to watch a little trailer of that. It runs for about two minutes, 30 seconds and we'll come back and pick up on it. On college campuses around the country these days, some blunt questions are being asked about the Peace Corps. Here to answer those questions is our Sergeant Shriver, director of the Peace Corps. Mr. Shriver, don't young Americans have enough to do here at home without going overseas? Whether a person's working for civil rights or to combat disease and hunger here at home or abroad is irrelevant. The big thing is to be doing it someplace. Why should they? Because these are the problems that are going to control the future that they're going to live in, the world in which they're going to live. I remember like it was yesterday, the day we got off the airplane. You looked at volunteers' faces, they were scared, they were big-eyed, like, what am I getting myself into? It will not be easy. None of the men and women will be paid a salary. They will live at the same level as the citizens of the country which they're sent to, doing the same work, eating the same food, speaking the same language. I was a little boy, a student up in the mountains of Nepal. And one day we hear the news that Peace Corps volunteers are coming to our town, two of them. They are going to be English language teachers. I had never seen an American. Everybody was curious, what are they like? To help young Americans understand the rest of the world is vital to American leadership. How can you lead a world you don't understand? 
helping other nations build the strength to meet their own problems, to satisfy their own aspirations, to surmount their own dangers. The problems in achieving this goal are towering and unprecedented. The response must be towering and unprecedented as well. Alana, that gave an excellent overview of what we can expect in the towering task. When will this come out? How, how can we access the full, full documentary, which is just fascinating? So there are several different ways. Uh, one is because we live in the middle of a pandemic, we all have had to reinvent how we do our jobs. And so distributing a documentary is no different. And what would start with a... Uh, theatrical release is now a virtual theatrical release. So uh, we are we're able to partner with several movie theaters around the country and they are hosting the film on their websites and you can purchase tickets through their website and then stream the film from home. Uh, First Run Features is our distributor and on their website, if you go to virtual cinema and then look for a towering task, uh, you will find the website where you can purchase those tickets and watch the film. The other thing that we're doing is we're doing community screenings and community screenings to me are so inspiring because they bring us together, which is really what the Peace Corps is about. And so now they're virtual, of course. So, and, and that's not always a bad thing. So we can have a community screening of a library and people from Kathmandu, Nepal can tune in and uh, various Peace Corps groups are doing screenings. Universities are doing screenings. Museums are doing screenings. Really, it's trains, planes, and automobiles. Wherever we can reach the American public, we want to have these virtual screenings for now, eventually in-person screenings, because the reason we made this film was not for the Peace Corps community to come together and congratulate each other and sing Kumbaya. It was to re-educate America, because many of us Peace Corps volunteers have had the question of, oh, is that still around? Or didn't that have to, something to do with John F. Kennedy? We've heard that question so many times. And the Peace Corps is part of our government, which means that it's part of our US citizenship. And every American should know what the Peace Corps is and does to have an inf informed opinion about it. So that's our goal is to reach beyond the community uh, and, and reach into the American audience. We are also working towards a public television broadcast and hopefully that will come next year with uh, the 60th anniversary. But in the meantime, it's mostly community screenings. And we will all be anxiously waiting for it. Well, you're watching Global Connections Television, which is a privately funded, independently produced program. The opinions expressed on Global Connections are solely those of the moderator and his guests. We'd invite our viewers to go to our website at www.globalconnectionstelevision.com to view previous programs. Also, if you're involved with a PBS or community access television station, or perhaps an educational institution that has an intra-campus television hookup, or you just have a computer, you like our shows and you want to share them, please feel free to do so. Global Connections Television is provided at no cost as a public service to help us better understand international issues and how they impact our lives. Today, we're taking a look at the United States Peace Corps and the tremendous role it has played in well over 70 countries around the world since 1961. My guest is an expert on the Peace Corps. Is Alana De Joseph is a former Peace Corps volunteer in Mali. She is also currently a director and producer of several documentaries, one of which is a towering task, a Peace Corps documentary. 
a lot of, before we go too far along, how did you determine which countries to, to go into and to do your interviews? You have so many to choose from. How, how do, one that I really like is the Dominican Republic because I lived there for two years, but how did you decide to do that? That really was a tricky question. If we had had an unlimited budget and unlimited time, I would have loved to have gone to all 142 countries where the Peace Corps has been. Of course, that wasn't possible and it would have made for a very, very long documentary. So instead we had to pick three countries. And uh, the first one, as you mentioned, Dominican Republic was very important to us because there is a piece in history that really illustrates why it is important for the Peace Corps to be independent of American foreign policy. So in 1965, there was a revolution in the Dominican Republic. Um, Peace Corps volunteers had been on the ground for several years already, had made friends, had lived in the communities. And the US decided to invade uh, the Dominican Republic in order to uh, support their side of the war that uh, of the revolution that they thought was the right one. But all Peace Corps volunteers disagreed with the American foreign policy. They all supported the ousted um, president who they wanted back. And um, the Dominicans were incredibly sophisticated in how they differentiated between the Americans that were on the ground there. So you, you would see signs that said, Americans go home, except for the Peace Corps volunteer, you stay please, <laughs> because they had made friends and they knew they understood each other. Uh, so it, it allowed us to illustrate the fact that Peace Corps cannot be a tool of US policy. And uh, Dean Rusk said that early on in Peace Corps history where he, where he said, the Peace Corps is not a tool of foreign policy because to make it so would rob it of its impact on foreign policy. It is that people to people connection that doesn't have some kind of hidden agenda that is just about understanding each other and working together. And uh, we, we often in, in producing the documentary went back to a quote by uh, Aboriginal activist, Lilla Watson, who said, if you've come to help, you're wasting your time. If you've come because your liberation is bound up with mine, then let us work together. And that really, in a nutshell, is the philosophy of the Peace Corps, that understanding that we are all connected and what happens to one of us will happen eventually to all of us. And so supporting each other and working together is the solution. Um, we also decided that we needed to go to a country in Africa because that is the penultimate vision that people have when they think about the Peace Corps. And Liberia was just such a fascinating example because it was a small country and they had numerous volunteers there. And there wasn't a person that we talked to while we were in Liberia who didn't know what the Peace Corps was or had some story to tell about the Peace Corps. And of course, the uh, sitting president at the time, President Ellen Johnson Sirleaf, was incredibly informed about the Peace Corps. And she granted us an interview while we were there, which was awe-inspiring. And she is just such an insightful person. So Liberia made for a wonderful way of, of showing what Peace Corps is and does. And then we also wanted to go to a country that was in Eastern Europe, because that's not what people picture when they think of the, about the Peace Corps. And at the time when we started production, Ukraine was in the news a lot. There had just been a plane down there. Crimea had been invaded. And so we wanted to pick a country that Americans had some kind of understanding of. And so we went to Ukraine and uh, got some wonderful footage of volunteers teaching English, volunteers um, doing youth groups and being active in, in, in that country as well. And when we said, well, isn't this doesn't feel like Peace Corps. And they said, yes, I know you call it Posh Corps, uh, but it's, it's not Posh Corps. You still have to make that giant leap into another culture and transform yourself. 
It certainly is. And so many people, so many Americans are not even aware that the Peace Corps still operates today. It's still out there. And of course, our viewers can go to the, the website at www.peacecorps.gov.gov and get more information on the Peace Corps, but it's still a very vital organization. You mentioned about the U.S. foreign policy. It's not officially part of the U.S. foreign policy, but it, it plays such a crucial role in projecting a positive image of the United States and an image of a country that wants to reach out and lend a hand to help people to develop economically or wherever it might be. But it still it has to be apolitical to do that. And it has been very successful. So it's, it's just a remarkable organization. It looks like we're about out of time, but what is, what is your favorite story? I mean, you must have a thousand of them, but is there one that sticks out more than the others? Absolutely. We had such a such a fascinating and such a, a perfect example um, of an experience when we arrived at the airport in Monrovia in Liberia. We, came, we arrived with three giant luggage carts. If you've ever been in video production, you know there are lots of cases involved and lots of materials. And um, when we arrived at the customs desk, the gentleman at the customs desk just looked at our three carts stacked high with, with flight cases and said, what do you got there? And we said, well, this is document, it's video equipment for a documentary that we're shooting. And he said, well, you need to produce all the receipts for all the equipment you have, otherwise I can't let you in the country. Well, of course we didn't have all the receipts for all the equipment. And I explained to him, no, we don't have that. This, a lot of this equipment is old, is used. We, we, we don't have receipts for everything. Can't you just let us in? And he said, no, I can't do that. And so I thought, that's okay. I, ha I have an ace up the sleeve because we have that scheduled interview with the sitting head of state. So I said, we have an interview scheduled with President Ellen Johnson Sirleaf. And he's like, okay, but no, I can't let you in without your receipts. And, and I was so shocked that that didn't work. And so then just offhandedly, I said, well, you know, it's a Peace Corps. It's a documentary about the Peace Corps. And he said, Peace Corps. Oh, okay. Why don't you come in? And it was such an example of how much Peace Corps had mattered to Liberia and um, how kindly people were uh, seeing Peace Corps volunteers as, as Americans who were willing to live on their level and on, on with them in their community and learn their culture and learn the language and work together. This may be the first time that the Peace Corps, a volunteer, checkmated a head of state. It may be the very first time. <laughs> well, in closing, let me ask you, why is it so important that we learn more about the Peace Corps now and realize it's a very important organization? It's not just some little quaint idea that President John F. Kennedy had in 1961, but it is critical and it is beneficial not only to people in other parts of the world, but to Americans. Well, on March 15th of this year in 2020, all volunteers from around the globe were evacuated back to the United States for the first time in, in US history, for the first time in the Peace Corps history. And the Peace Corps now is looking at redeploying once it's safe with a pandemic under control. And we are coming, we are coming out of a time where peace, where the America, American policy was more focused on America. And we've lost a lot of connections to other countries. And it is so incredibly important now to rebuild all these bridges because we're living in a time where the problems are global. They are probably quite a bit more complex than they were when the Peace Corps was first founded. So 
even though Peace Corps volunteers served on the forefront of climate change since before that term existed, they were in forestry and fisheries and, and living in the countries that are bearing the brunt of climate change. Climate change now is on the front burner for everybody. And Peace Corps volunteers understand what that means on those front lines. And uh, pandemics, we, we are in the middle of a global pandemic. Peace Corps volunteers have worked in public health since the Peace Corps was founded. So as we come out of more of a sense of nationalism back into a time where we reconnect to the rest of the world and we understand that we are not better or greater than any other country, but that we all have different solutions and we can learn from each other. Peace Corps volunteers are some of the most cost-effective and easiest way of reconnecting to other countries on a respectful people-to-people -people level and not a condescending, we'll give you handouts or we decide what your fate should be. Um, and these Peace Corps volunteers, when they come back, they start populating our government agencies. So we have returned Peace Corps volunteers in the State Department and at the CDC and, uh, and at uh, USAID. And uh, so, it's very, very important that we bring back these global citizens who have a better understanding of the countries that we're dealing with and, and their particular issues um, to help us inform our foreign policy, to help us be a better global citizen as a country. And one of the Peace Corps slogans many years ago was the toughest job you'll ever love. It certainly is, and you certainly will love it. Now, is your website peacecorpsdocumentary.com? That's it. Just Wonderful. Our viewers can go to that. Well, Alana D. Joseph, I want to thank you so very much for a very interesting and a very informative program. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. I'm Bill Miller. Thank you for joining us today on Global Connections Television.